how do we take this bot from more of a support system and customer service tool to being a true marketing channel? Welcome back to Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast from Koros. You are looking for the next step toward creating a connected customer experience. And this is the place to learn from industry peers and leaders how to build a CX strategy with human connection so that you can create customers for life. Let's get started. I am excited to have Auburn Barry on the show. Auburn and I hosted a session at Chorus Engage a little while ago, and the conversation around man versus machine or how to leverage bots and chat more effectively was so engaging that we invited her to be a guest on Titans. Auburn is the director of social media, PR, brand activation, and guest relations at the European Wax Center, and someone that we consider a titan of customer engagement. Not only is she a great strategist at work, it seems that she does the same in her personal life. Apparently, you've used points and miles so effectively that you only spent a couple hundred dollars on a $10,000 trip. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my hobby outside of work is points and miles. So airlines, hotels, credit cards, all of that. And I love to get a good deal, figure out how I can go travel the world for as little as possible, but do it in a very nice way. So I was able to take a couple business class flights over to Australia, stay in some very, very nice hotels and really just have a great experience. The trip should have been around $10,000 and I think I spent like 300. So kind of my little win and what I do when I'm not thinking about customer experience and European Wax Center. Hey, that's not a bad thing. You can spend your time just using your brain on something and, and it gives you something that's enjoyable. So great job. Thanks. At Engage, we had an opportunity to talk about how European Wax Center executed using a bot tied into your engagement platform. And through the session, we were obviously a little constrained just because it's a conference talking about a specific topic. So luckily, we're not constrained about that here. And normally, we don't talk about the companies themselves, but you work for a company that may look at things a little differently. So tell me a little bit about how EWC is set up with your team and then franchisees and retail and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great point. European Wax Center is very unique in a lot of the things that we do. So there's a couple things about us. One is we are a franchise-based company. So we have both a corporate team and then each of our 800 plus locations are individually owned and operated by franchisees. So a lot of times when we're talking, you know, customer situations or customer care, our corporate team kind of starts the conversation with a guest, but then it may have to get passed on to that location to handle because we can't solve a lot of their guest issues, especially if it's like monetary or we're not you know, privy to a lot of stuff that was happening directly in their center. So it is a little bit different, mm -hmm. but it's great because it's a really good partnership that we have with these franchisees. And we really get to have these people who really are devoted to their business and want right. to help do all of this customer care. So a little different there. And then my team is actually structured a little bit differently as well when you get into the customer service piece, because a lot of times you find that like customer service might be a little siloed out on their own, or there's a big call center. We're a very asset-like company. So my team is only um, total out of everything that we do. There's 
four of us, well, five of us, four underneath me. And my guest relations team is a manager and then two uh, associates that are part-time. So very, very asset light. And then also we're on the marketing team. So a little bit different there as well. And the reason behind all of that was to kind of utilize all of the data and analytics and really look at the customer experience that was happening and be the front line of all of that. So we know when there's a customer issue or something's not quite working for the business and we can kind of bring that forward to the marketing team or we're a customer experience team to go and solve. So very unique in all that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it allows us to kind of delve into some of the capabilities that y'all have thought about. You've done a lot of automation, you've done a lot of kind of streamlining. So when you think about the future and you think about kind of bots, service, customers, automation, what are some of the areas that you think people would be interested in or that you're like, hey, this is an area that we need to think about. And it's an area where maybe, maybe whether you've done it or not, these are the things that you're talking about now to go implement the next set of strategies. Yeah. So, I mean, for the future, we're looking at a few things. Like one is just exploring how we can have a better overall guest experience. So how can we utilize AI and the bots to have a good guest experience, how we can support all of these guests that may have different needs. We're also looking at how can we have a better agent experience? So what can we do within the back end to be able to really utilize automation and you know how all of these are coming in once they get past that bot situation to really help the uh, agents to do their best work as well. Another thing is really, you know, guest data, like how are we utilizing all of this information that we have on a guest to have better conversations for the bot, for agents, all of that, like how do we pull all of that in so that the customer doesn't have to tell us as much about themselves and we kind of already know that. So can the bot know in advance of, are you on a wax pass, which is our program for, you know, having multiple waxes queued up in your system? What products do you already purchase? Are there ways to tie in all of that information in some way? And then we're also looking at how do we take this bot from more of a support system and customer service tool to being a true marketing channel? Can we get some return on investment on it from being able to support our customers with, you know, marketing initiatives like sales? Could we sell a wax pass through it? Could we sell products through this mm -hmm. channel and turn it into something that's bringing income into the business and bringing sales versus just solving problems and being a support structure? No, absolutely. I know one of the things that we talked about at the conference and studies continue to show is that people are moving to more of that hybrid mode where they want to look at something online and then they want to go look in the store. And my wife and I were just talking about that exact thing. We're looking for a ring for her. And she's like, I look online and then I go into the store and it does not feel or look the same. And so similar concept, right? It's how do how does someone who wants a wax or wants some sort of service from EWC know what does that look like online? But then obviously you can't get waxed online. Like it doesn't 
align. So how do you figure that out and how do you funnel people through that and leverage that data to really tell a story? Yeah. And I mean, for us, like to your point, you, there's nothing about waxing online. You can't actually get that service. You can get our products online with e-commerce, but you still have to go into one of our centers to participate in this service. It's a very high touch personal service. And how do we translate that into a bot? So really for us, you know, you're saying it's how do you look at that from that online experience and make sure it's the same in center for us. It's almost the opposite. It's that really personal experience in center with your wax specialist. How do you make sure that that feels the same online? And when they're talking to a bot or getting, you know, sent to an agent, how does that feel just as personal as if you're locally owned and operated European wax center that knows you by name is talking to you as well. Right. No, absolutely. So I know you've done some of this already. So tell us about like, how did you think about that setup and design? And then how do you think about designing again in the future so that you can continue to make sure that you incorporate both what your customers are looking for in that high touch model and then I know you're working with the agent side of things as well and your employees. So how do you make that? And what what's that perspective and strategy? What's worked for you and kind of what's not? Yeah. So, I mean, when designing and when structuring out the bot, there were a lot of things that we kind of learned as we went. So our first thing was really for this bot to solve customer issues that were just consistently coming up. So I talk about this one all the time, but it was such a common one that my agents were like, why do we keep answering this same question over and over and over? And it's like, can I wax while I'm pregnant? It's, you know, just one that a lot of people had the question. The information really wasn't out there. It wasn't on our site. So we solved that through this bot instead of the agents having to reply an email or through social, you know, this many times we solved that. So what, what we did because we were seeing, okay, here are these common questions. We looked at all of the data and analytics from our guest relations team and kind of tried to pinpoint what were the most common things that guests needed help with. And on top of that, then think through what are other things that they could be asking that a bot or AI could simply solve. So that's kind of where we started, but we didn't just pigeonhole ourselves into this one little zone. We then took that and we looked at it as a holistic, you know, bot structure and almost mm -hmm. thought what sky's the limit. Like if we could have anything in the universe for this bot to be able to do, whether it's achievable or not, like we'll figure out the nuts and bolts later, but what would our ideal goal be? And how would this look in a year, two years, you know, down the line? And then we kind of designed all of that and structured and saw how does this one portion that we're working on right now fit into this grand scheme of what we would ideally like to go do so that it had room for growth. So it was kind of making sure that we looked at the bigger picture before we just hit the ground running. Yeah. Making sure that you've got that growth, that upside capability so that you're not hitting a barrier going, huh, I have to redefine everything because I made a bad decision at the beginning. It kind of 
go slow at the beginning to be able to go a lot faster and more effective in the long run. What do you think, and then we'll get into the what didn't work side of things, but what do you think that your next big step is? What's the next one thing that you're going to be doing to say, I already handled the most simple questions. I've answered the most repeated questions. We're now making streamlined capabilities. So what's that? This is what's next on our roadmap, say, by the end of this year, 2022. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, right? What year is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a couple things. Like, we have realized we need to go back to some of our language. So we're always trying to reiterate or sorry, to iterate everything that's going on. But we have made a lot of changes over the past year with the business itself. Um, We've taken a stance of we've gone from a beauty brand to a personal care brand. We've upped Mm -hmm. a lot of our hygiene practices. They were already pretty stringent, but COVID had us kind of change some that are now our standard. And there's just a few things that we feel like are missing in the bot. The way that we speak is kind of becoming more defined. So that's our first step is we're really going to take everything and just refresh it, which it's never a bad thing to do. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, closed up, we're tied it in a bow, we're done, but it never stops. You can always go back Mm -hmm. and modify and, you know, kind of change all that. The second thing really that's our next steps is we have an entire new product line that we relaunched in April and we really want to see how we can take that and also tie it into the bot. It's waxing and product lines um, are routine. And so how can we help solve a guest routine through AI? Is it a quiz that they take to give us information about their skin and then we suggest products? Or, you know, what does that actually look like to pull them into potentially a purchasing funnel or direct them to the proper PDP on the website, information on the website, whatever it is. So that's kind of where we're going to start exploring and seeing how we can kind of move the needle a little bit from all that. Okay. You said PDP. I'm not, I'm probably not your prototypical wax target audience. So what does PDP stand for? PDP. So the product pages on the website. So yeah. All right. Fair enough. And then when you're thinking about what didn't work, what what's something that you would go back and go, holy moly, that's something that we would totally like redesign. We would do it differently. What's something that didn't work out for you? And how do you think people should approach that? You know, I think there was, it's a little nitty gritty, but it was some of the language and some of the way that we said some stuff within it. If I had to go back, I think I would take a little bit more time and really get our agent's perspective even more. We did run a lot of stuff through our agents and made sure that they were on board, but we were also in the middle of some changes there. So, you know, I think I would really utilize them. They're the front lines. They know what everybody's saying. They know how they respond to things. And even if maybe there's, you know, something that I thought was the right answer or how we normally do everything because it was templatized, they tend to change it based on Mm -hmm. the conversation that they're actually having. So I think I would go back and really sit down with the whole team even more and look at this as what's really going to benefit you guys and how should we speak 
to these guests. So when you think about the agent input and the way that you're that you're trying to engage your agents for your employ uh, for your for your customers uh, and your guests, what do you think they bring to the table? Why do you think the agents are good? The right people. Yeah, I mean, I think they bring so much. I think a lot of us forget that like they're on the front lines. They're the ones who are talking to your customer, your guest every single day, right? So, you know, instead of thinking, oh, so high up in corporate or however your structure is and solving, like the data, the data is helpful and the data really can get you started, but also bring them into the puzzle, sit down with all of them and ask them their thoughts and like not to have a ton of people making these decisions because that all, you know, sometimes isn't the right move, but at least get their feedback, let them play with it. Like let them use the prototype, have them try to break it based on what they know and how a customer acts, use them to your advantage because they're the ones who ultimately at the end of the day are going to be both on the front lines with the customer, but also they're the ones who, if it goes from a bot into customer service, they're going to get the customer who's like, the bot didn't answer my question. And now I'm talking to you and trying to respond or trying to ask the same question that I've asked three times to the Mm -hmm. bot, you know? So, so just use them to your advantage as much, much as possible. Yeah, it's kind of funny. People think about, oh, well, this is the customer experience, but just as well as the employee experience. Mm-hmm. Like if you can prevent that customer from being frustrated by the time they hit your employee, your employee has a better job. I don't want to be yelled at. I've been on the front lines in the past. And it's like you don't want to be on that call or that chat even and having someone pinging you going, what the heck? This is not appropriate, blah, 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 and being a lot more collaborative. And so any input that your agents have to make that experience better for your customers also then turns around and makes that experience so much better for your for your employees themselves. Yeah, totally. And I mean, even making sure that as you're designing things and you're looking at what you're doing, that your agent can see all of that chat history too. So as soon as they get on, they can see what that guest or that customer has been saying, it'll help them. And that's kind of what we've taken a big stance on too. It's like, this isn't just about solving the customer's needs. It's also solving agent needs. So we've done a lot of work in the back end of making sure that we're using technology and AI to have information for those agents or to simplify Mm -hmm. some of what the agent's tasks are. We used a lot of AI and like, you know, built out tools for the agents to go from six screens to one. So think about not just customer experience, but agent experience as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think it's, there's more and more studies that have been talking about how employee experience drives your customer experience. And I think it's a very valid way to look 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 at things when you're dealing with an upset employee, there's no way that a customer is going to be like, yay, I enjoyed talking to that upset employee. It's just not going to happen. So being able to make that light, that significantly better is is always a good thing. I know we've talked about kind of like how you're thinking about the future. And so if you're going to help our the rest of our listeners, when you think about things, you've gone through 
I did this for the first time a long time ago, and I designed a bot. You're now designing your second bot. You're working in your advanced iteration of your bot and your whole like experience. So what advice do you have and what is something that you think, what's the next thing our listeners should do? And feel free to break it up and say, this is for beginner, this is for advanced or wrap them all together. Uh, You've kind of got the experience on both ends. Yeah. So, I mean, I think really this can go for both, like whether you're starting out or whether you have a bot already and you're kind of in our place of where you're, you know, making some iterations and changes. I think my biggest thing is like, go talk to your team, go ask them what's going on and ask them if there's ways that you can solve for their biggest struggles and needs, whether that be, Hey, I've already got this bot, but the team's like, I keep getting this question or I'm still getting customers that are, you know, needing the same information. Sometimes the analytics are great and the data is great, but sometimes that doesn't even come through. You might not quite realize it or, you know, and if you're starting out, start there, ask them what, if they could have one question that customers keep asking, go away, what would it be? Like I said, for us, it was waxing while you're pregnant. We would have never known from the data or the analytics because it wasn't even something that we were tracking at the time. We didn't have mm-hmm. a you know tag for that. We didn't have a way that we were showing it. And when we talked to the agents, they were like, I wish that we could get stop getting asked this question. And I was like, oh, you can. Let's you know make sure we integrate that into our bot. So just have those conversations. Make sure that you're letting them be honest with you. And I think it'll give you some good ideas to either change some of what you've got going on with the bot or a place to at least start. No, I think that's a, it's a really solid one. And it's funny in that conversation, a lot of times as we get closer towards the end, I start wrapping up and I'm like, okay, so number one, analytics from your data, but it's not everything. Number two, listen to your agents and customers. And number three, thinking about the design for the long run. And you just literally covered all of those in your tip. So it's kind of funny that maybe I don't have to recap everything or I just did, but whatever. So if you think about this and I'll give you one other idea to think about or or one thing you mentioned that you're starting to leverage your agents and starting to help them with AI. Are y'all thinking about, or how are you thinking about leveraging bots for your team so that they can be more efficient in their team, their work? And so how are you looking at taking that internal function and leveraging the capabilities that you're already building externally to make their jobs easier? Yeah, I mean, I think it's twofold that we really kind of want to look at. One is more, is there a way to bring this in whether that be like corporate communications, is it, you know, something with communicating out to franchisees, all of that. So that's something that definitely I want to bring to the table and explore, not something we've really looked at quite yet, but I think it's a good opportunity to start kind of looking at. And then the second is how do we continue to really help our agents? Is it, something that we can let them have AI for templates or recommended responses, or, you know, what does that kind of all look like? We're going to keep iterating on 
all of the agent support, making sure we've got enough customer information and data for them, and then making their lives easier, not so that we can, you know, get rid of agents or help on like headcount or any of that. It's really so that we can empower them to have better conversations with our guests and feel supported in everything that they do so that it can be very personal and they can spend the time that they need to have a good guest experience. Yeah, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people worry about, well, if I do this, then I'm going to lose my job. So being able to avoid that from a perspective. Now, in some cases, it's the right thing over time for a company. But at the same time, I think, especially in a growth space, I mean, you said that you're at 800 plus, I'm sure you have aspirations of being a thousand plus 15,000 plus 1500 plus locations. And you don't want to have to be in a scenario where you have to double, triple, quadruple the team size. And so being able to, to become more streamlined is super important for sure. So Auburn, thank you for your time. I've definitely learned a lot, uh, and I'm sure our audience as well. But before we go, where can our listeners follow you? Check out your content, yours, EWC. Yeah, so um, me personally, connect with me on LinkedIn. More than happy to answer questions. Send me a message. Send me a connection. Would love to talk bots. Would love to talk You know, external comms, whatever it is that you guys do. Let me know. And then you can follow at European Wax on pretty much every social channel. So give us a follow and kind of see what we've got going on. Awesome. Thank you. And for those that don't know, it's Auburn Berry, A-U-B-U-R-N-B-E-R-R-Y. So you can connect with her on LinkedIn. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone for listening. And until next time on Titans of Customer Engagement. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect, and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience, from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat, and SMS, to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at koros.com.